Welcome to the Wavelength Podcast, celebrating Waverley College and its students, past and present. Hello, I'm Michael Yeager, and I'm uh, coming at you from the Radio Hub studios. I'm with Craig Bush Markham. G'day, Craig. G'day, Yeager. Great to be here. It's episode three, landmark for us. Absolutely, and uh, we're speaking with Ivan Carotta later, actually uh, going out to see him at his, at his home to talk to him about boxing and some of the sporting history of the college. Uh, Ivan himself was, was, was an esteemed athlete and went on to be a, a pharmacist and uh, a quasi-historian for the college. Yeah, he's written some great books, hasn't he? I mean, yesteryear as I see it, Memories of Waverley College, of course, up there with the best, with wings on their feet, wizards of the... Uh, Hempen Square. So I can tell you right now, it's going to be fascinating to have another Waverley College road trip, Yags, and I'm excited. You and me both, Bush. And of course, later speaking with Daniel Hopkins from the class of 91, we caught up at our recent 25-year reunion, and uh, he's a blues artist and uh, won something significant last year, or or this current year, so we'll be speaking to him about his music. And of course, that's a reminder that if you have any significant reunions, 5, 10, 25, 30 years please get in touch with us via the Waverley College Old Boys website or get in touch with the college. We'd love to support you. Yeah, we're going to get on to Daniel Hopkins' great story, but he did win the Australian Blues Music Busking Festival, which sets him up very well as other Waverlians. And, mate, I can't wait for this one because I'm a blues man myself. You know, just uh, a big, big follower of uh, bands like Four Day Ride, Lead Belly, John Lee Hooker, former Waverlian uh, blues preachers, and Ryan Coglin from Class of 1990. Some great blues artists there. Nice to have some music just to round out the, uh, the usual themes of sport, but uh, Ivan will give us plenty of that. Can I give you this, Yeggs? Your class of 91 has got two great musicians, in, and of course, you know, Daniel Hopkins, but also we have, uh, through the, the powers of Chris Blinkenstop, the old uh, music, and uh, Miss Deutsch, and all those great former music teachers have um, put some great efforts in and some wave earlier have really achieved from your year. Well, Matthew Curry's uh, another um, internationally renowned musician uh, Absolutely. Or, or conductor these days. And uh, speaking to him at the recent 25-year reunion, uh, we hope to interview him uh, early uh, 2017. Great fellow, Matty Curry. And unassuming. At school, you know, he's just a great guy and he looked intellectual and everything else. Right into his music and he always carried a tuba with him. Actually, Bush, it was a French horn. But uh, anyway, that's the detail. You're listening to the Wavelength Podcast, of course, with our host, Michael Yeager, here with Craig Bushmarker. And we're going to come back after this quick break with Daniel Hopkins, Class of 91. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. So on the line, I've got Daniel Hopkins from the class of 91. G'day, Daniel. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I'm well, mate. How are you? Yeah, really well. It was great to catch up recently uh, at, at our 25-year reunion. I'll, I'll come back to that. But first of all, congratulations. Uh, you won the 2016 Australian Blues Music Festival busking competition. Yeah, that's right. I said to my, my wife, I said, it's a good festival down in, in Goulburn. Why don't we just um, head down there and check out the tunes and get some inspiration. There's also a busking contest happening down there. I'll go in at the same time. So... So um, that's what we did. Well, that, that, that puts you on the billing of the uh, 2017 festival. Yeah, mate. That's um, well, well, what happened was they said they, they'd um, SMS the winner because I didn't really know who the judges were. They were kind of inconspicuous and apparently they were just um, 
meandering around the main main road in Goulburn where buskers were were spread and sprawled out. And um, later that afternoon, uh, while I was watching some other acts, I got the um, I got the text message that I'd won. <laughs> what's what's the story with blues music? You know, it, 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 it's obviously got a, a following and it's something that you're passionate about. But just give us a bit of a rundown on on Australian blues. Well, I think you know, blues has its ups and downs, but I think it's sort of always there. You know, it's not always punching at the mainstream, unless you know say, 10 or 20 years ago, you got Eric Clapton and taking the blues to the mainstream and, um, and, and before that, guys like Jimi Hendrix. But, but what, that, what those guys did was run with, with the um, British blues kind of explosion that came out of the 60s and they were just really inspired by the authentic um, down-home down blues guys from the Delta in Mississippi. And I think, look, it's just... Um, that sort of music um, is is so much part of the fabric of American roots music that has influenced all spheres of the of the planet, basically. So um, Australia hasn't been untouched by being infected with it either. So we've always got it's not the most in your um, face mainstream style of music going, um, but it's always got a got a strong and loyal presence you know um and that's indicated by the number of blues festivals that happen each year in this country and, sure. and a lot of people who are who are trying to remain true to it and that sort of thing and, and then get a sense of what it's all about i remember you were talking a bit earlier yeah, when we used to jam together and and um you know blues was okay 12 bar blues let's just warm up five minutes you take a solo i take a solo and then we get into what we really wanted to do um and people would say things to me years ago while I was playing the blues. Um, oh yeah, all music comes. Most most of our Western music comes from the blues. And I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. But without really scratching the surface on that one, you don't really get the, the extent of what that really means. I mean, it really it really means that if you trace the branches way back down, um, you can start to see how how a lot of you know modern um, rock music and and um, has has a blues a real blues base to it. So. Sure. And so, were you listening to blues at school without us knowing it? Mate, I I just I had it. My my um, stepfather used to listen to um, Stormy Monday on on Monday nights, and he used to record all those. And at different times, he'd he'd just be playing that sort of stuff. So it it's um. It didn't really grab me in a big way back then. I was I was right into hard rock and and all that sort of stuff, and I didn't make a connection way back then that there was a real link between um, the music. They were certainly, you know, first cousins or second cousins, you know, um, in terms of what I was listening to and keen on at the time, and and just getting a sense of listening to some of that really old um, stuff that. You know, I think with most people, when they hear that really old stuff, they um, they it might not be sitting in their conscious, you know, their, the forefront of their frontal lobe that they know what that is. But I think subconsciously, they under like most people who who you know are have any sort of interest in music really know 
like what that music is and where it comes from. It doesn't sure. have to it's be intuitive. Yeah. Way. It sort of get it. Yeah. So I think it. Um, as time rolled on, I um, gravitated more toward it, just finding more depth and um, um, connection with it. Sure. Now, now speaking of school. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been back to the college lately, but you know they've got this fantastic performing arts centre. The new gym's been uh, redone, good, yeah. yeah, and you know, it can have, hold, hold uh, musicals and all sorts of things. What are your memories of school? Yeah. I, I remember being in class with yourself and, and our mates, and we had uh, Mrs. Zavodnik and Miss Deutsch and uh, Chris Blenkinsop, who's still at the school. Well, it's funny, mate, because you know I was a I, I basically did. School and played tennis and the only bit of guitar playing I did throughout school was air guitar on my tennis racket um, I, I used to fail um, recorder class and until Miss um, Do- Deutsch and Mrs Zavodnik um, uh, sort of um, pulled me in to come and get one on ones at 7am in the morning because I just was failing dismally at recorder and just getting further and further behind. And and um, so they got me up to scratch. But I, I, I never really did music at, at school um, because I was just happy to be a listener of it and I, and I didn't realise how much I would have enjoyed actually... I actually wish I did, did more of it back then um, because... You know, I have gaps in theory and, and notation and stuff like that. Hence the play of the blues. I can get away with a lot of stuff without having to really nail... Um, yeah, it's a bit, bit more freestyle, isn't it? Yeah, so with, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pure expression. I, I remember tennis too. You, you, you were pretty handy. We, we had some, some good players sort of in our year and, and either side. Tennis was, uh, was very strong yeah. back then. Yeah, mate. Waverley had a really... They, not too sure where it's at now, but we really did have a, a great era of tennis. Um, we were CAS champions for numerous years in a row there, and we had some top players come through. The you know the the guys before me, we had the Bowries and Jason Scavetti and that, and and they were very very good tennis players. And and um, you know and now they run tennis schools and teach, and they've had some really good results on the world circuit and that kind of thing. Um, you know, guys like that and myself and a few of the guys from the year below me, Michael Raimondo, Pat Macy and stuff like that, I mean, they were amazing tennis players, really good. I mean, and then, and then they sort of even kicked on after school, um, going on to the European um, semi-professional circuit and stuff like that and playing some really, you know, having some great experiences. Um, I got off the tennis chasing um, champion wheel after school and I found the party instead. <laughs> and, Why not? And um, that's sustained for the next few years. But um, that's a story for another chapter, I suppose. Well, a party we were both at recently was our 25-year reunion. Now, what was that like for you, coming coming back into the fold and meeting some uh, blasts from the past? Yeah, look, mate, that was great and, and I really appreciated the um, effort that the guys, y- yourself and and, and and few of the other blokes um, really you know, with the time they put in to get it happening, because it always takes um, 
I appreciate the fact that most things in life take 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 effort and organisation, and it's people's time that has been able to um, that people have uh, given to to make something like that happen. And and you know we don't live in Sydney anymore. We're about six hours away. Um, we're just up north of Port Macquarie, and you know I happen to be down in the south of well in the Southern Highlands that weekend, and. Um, you know, really, I, I told some other people not from school, they said, how, how was it and that sort of thing? I said, look, I wouldn't have missed it for the world um, if I could have helped it because, um, you know, th th those years... I, I mean, I think only in time, Michael, you might agree that you kind of... It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an appreciation... It's more of an appreciation that's crept up on me in more recent years um, around how formative those five and six years are um, because we go in the high school as boys and we walk, walk out as, as, as men whereas in the last 25 years we've, we've been men the whole time yeah. so there's so much that goes on in those five years and, and for me the simple um, the nutshell uh, summary of the experience is, is I really locate myself when I'm around all those guys you know I see guys there's, there's a handful of guys that I have seen in the last 25 years, but then there was just a handful of guys that I had not seen since since our last day of school. And one of the things for me, mate, is that, you know, I just have this sort of saying in my mind, you know, how the more, the more things change, the more things stay the same because who we really are, I think who we really are as individuals is always going to be who we are. You know, yeah. we were, those, those guys, I mean, I see yourself, I, I look at yourself and, and I just see the same guys I knew 25 years ago. Yeah, you know, nice. I might not know all the details of what's in your life or what's happened in those 25 years. I know you've got a couple of beautiful boys and and um, congratulations on getting through that um, Masters, mate. Oh, That's thank awesome. You. Yep. And um, so things like that, you know, it's good to hear what people are up to and, and, um, and what they're doing and what they've done. But then there's this also this essence of who they who we all are that um, just forms that dynamic that you really can't get anywhere else. Sure. And, you know, we, we keep connected on Facebook and, you know, I see that you're, you're gigging at Bellingen on a weekend or or, or, yeah. or in other areas. Where, where can we see you? What's coming up? If people want to come along and see Daniel Hopkins play the blues, what have you got coming up over Christmas? Yeah, look, I've got a series of mid-north mid coast gigs. Um, I've got um, this weekend I'm in... I'm at the Hastings Hotel in Warhope. I know that's a bit of a, a hike for some of you Sydney siders, but um, you know. And then, and then uh, New Year's Eve, we're doing a show at um, a place called Long Flat, which is a little bit west of west of Warhope. And then January, um, we've got a couple again mid North Coast type gigs. There's a place called Gladstone, another one Lauriton, um, and. February, I'm sure I've got a couple. I just can't remember. Uh, they're on my website. Um, but um, and then February, heading down the Goulburn for the Australian Blues Music Festival. Best of luck with that too. And uh, look, we, we might even get a bit of a gang down to uh, to support you there on the weekend of the 9th to the 12th of February in Goulburn. Daniel, it's been great talking to you. Um, it was great catching up at the 25 year reunion, and uh, all the best. Likewise, yeah, appreciate that, Michael. All nice. the best to you, you too, mate. Good to catch up. Cheers.
what I've been through Maybe you'd think again If you've lived what I've lived through Would you extend your hand as a friend? If you felt what I felt If you've seen what I've seen If you've heard what I've heard Then the places that I've been I hope you think twice Before you burn me to the ground I hope you think twice Before you turn me around We're here with Ivan Karada, who was uh, in the leaving uh, certificate year of 1947. G'day, Ivan. Good afternoon. Now, Ivan, you've written a number of books and one in particular yesteryear as i see it um collates your memories of waverley college and uh, we'll have a chat about some of the things that that are in the book um most notably of course is uh uh, your twin brother morris yes i particularly wanted to put him in into the book there because uh i just felt that uh it was an honor for my brother uh for what he did for waverley college and he was uh he 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 was a wonderful runner and and uh, I used to get great thrill out of watching him run and somebody asked me was I jealous of my brother and I just laughed at them because I, I loved my brother and I loved him watching him running and I was a rather f- a fair athlete myself so I didn't have any uh, uh, gripes against my brother or anything like that he just used to always make me laugh now Ivan you were an accomplished boxer and then went on to become a a boxing official and we want to spend a little bit of time on the boxing but before we 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 get on to the boxing one of the favorite things in this book there's a photo of the school captain from 1948 Neil Grant presenting your brother now Neil was just a a sensational all-rounder himself wasn't he he was he was a wonderful athlete Neil he could box and and when he punched you you know, you'd go flying backwards and you, you just had to know what to do with Neil uh, I, I fought Neil and, and I'm not trying to uh, big note myself but I knew what I had to do to beat him and and and, uh, and I did it and most of the other fellas had just come straight in on him and they were suckers that they they would just eat a right cross and they'd be carrying them out. Well, it's fascinating history. I mean, one of the, the things that I'm most fascinated with, Ivan, is um, boxing at Waverley College. It was something that I think finished in the 70s or not early 70s. Yeah, that's right. And it's such a shame. So can I ask you, when you come into the college, um, was it part of the sporting curriculum? Boxing was part of the sporting uh, curriculum. They, boxing was uh, going on at Waverley College in 1920, just after 1920. Joe Wallace, the referee for about 30 years, he, he took a, a a boxing team at Waverley College way back in the 20s on, or early 30s, and and went to Newington College and they had something like 28 fights and and Waverley College won 23 of them. So, so that was uh, it was big time and. Anyway, boxing they, in 1940, to 19, I think it was 1942 or 1944, they had a uh, 250 uh, fellas in this in in the championships and the challenge bouts, and it took three days for the tournament uh, to to go so uh, to finish, and and uh, one of the brothers uh, sadly. Uh, I, can't, I can't mention his name, but. Uh, he didn't like boxing, and, and uh, 
that unfortunately around about 19, or well, around about 1970, I think, was somewhere up around there, he uh, cancelled the boxing altogether in the school, and, and uh, that was very disappointing to quite a lot of us who were followed boxing, because boxing, contrary to uh, uh, a lot of people think, is a very, for amateurs, it's a real uh, safe sport. Now, Ivan, um, Tony Madigan, he represented Australia at two Olympic Games uh, as a boxer, or three? Three, even better. Now, you fought Tony Madigan. And yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you're very, you're very humble. Yeah, I'm humble. But t- tell us about that fight for the for the college championship. The college championship night was a wonderful night with about a thousand spectators around the ring. The place was lit up, and you could feel the excitement. It had an eerie look about it which reminded me of Sydney Stadium, where in later years I was to take my place as a boxing judge. I wasn't nervous because I'd trained hard for the bout. I felt good, was fit, with a hard football season behind me and practised with Brian and Tony Lumsden at their place near Mary Immaculate Church at Waverley. Brian had won several weight divisions in the college championships. He'd won the Jay Burns Trophy for the most scientific boxer in 1944 and had fought Madigan for the college championship in 1946. My speed and placement of punches in the championship had me well in front up to halfway through the second round. We're coming out of a clinch, had the opportunity and took it by placing three straight lefts into Tony's face and his eyes started to blink quickly. I sensed my moment of glory which evaporated in an instant with Tony standing in a wet patch of grass, grass, his eyes blinking rapidly. I charged in and found myself being pulled back by the referee, Mr Huey DeWire, and severely cautioned for hitting on the brake. My concentration was totally destroyed. I couldn't understand what the referee was saying to me but later I realised I was getting a caution. By this time, Tony had collected his wits, was out of the wet patch, waiting for me. With my concentration blown and on the referee's command to fight on, ringing in my ears, Tony was on to me like a crazed lion and I found myself fighting for survival. Funny how our roles reversed within five and six seconds and a heavy body blow ended the contest. A heavy body blow to me ended the contest. Uh, as the years passed, I occasionally wondered if Tony ever remembered or thought about how close he, he was to defeat and how close I was to victory. I had felt the glory of triumph and the disappointment of defeat within a few seconds. Over the years, many people remembered this contest and commented on my courage. Strangely, the following Monday morning, after this bout, the headmaster... Uh, I won't mention his name, called me into his office and berated me for making an exhibition of myself. I felt extremely resentful at his reaction. Many years later, Tom Lonigan, LC1948, approached me and made the comment that Tony had told him that the hardest contest he had at Waverley College was with Ivan Corona. Nice. Now, Tony Madigan went on to fight Cassius Clay. Yeah. Uh, among others, so I mean that just puts you in terrific company. Yeah, well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Well, I hope so. <laughs> now, there's yourself. You're, 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 you're the the boxer who went on to become a boxing official. You you were a, yeah. you played in the first fifteen. You you, first you were a, 11. first eleven cricket. 
then there's um, your, your older brother, and uh, not, not your older brother, your, uh, your, your twin brother, Morris, yes. and we'll, we'll come back to him in a moment, but also your older brother, Jackie. Yeah. yeah now, Jackie. He, he was a, a, a wonderful musician. My brother, Jackie, he, he, uh, he was the winner of, winner of an exhibition and, and medal first place in the British Commonwealth in 1926, and he got distinctions and honours and first place in New South Wales in the violin in grade two in 1930. So, so Waverley's produced, uh, just via the one family, uh, quite, a, quite a bit across, across disciplines. Now, we're, we're here in your, your home here at Little Bay, and on the wall here we've got uh, a tribute to Morris J. Carotta, Jewel Olympian. Yeah, yes. Now, there's a, a trophy in the CAS... Uh, named in his honour to to, yep. to an athlete. Yep. Well, Waverley College have the Morris Carotta Memorial Trophy. Uh, I used to present it uh, for 23 or 24 years, and, uh, and and I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. And not only that, I I had friends over in England, in Se- or rather in Seton Hall in America, in the their alumni. So Seton Hall. So you, you, your brother uh, had a scholarship, and I think yeah. it was the first. Waverlian to... No, he was the first bloke to get a first uh, schoolboy to get a... He, he was the first person to get a sporting scholarship in track and field to America. He was the first person, yeah. And uh, the Americans got on to him and took him over there and he, he did exceedingly well and eventually got into the Hall of Fame uh, over there and uh, and uh, I, I understand Andrew Gaze uh, went to uh, Seton Hall too and and he's in the uh, Hall of Fame too. So, so you've got two Australians there that are in the Hall of Fame, which I, which I think is lovely. It's an amazing achievement for, yeah. for someone to come out of the college in, in those early years. And really, he's a pioneer of, of I suppose, m- many young dream young students dreaming of doing that and following in those footsteps. Yeah, well, un- unfortunately, I got a little bit disappointed. I, I, I wrote a book about my brother and, and uh, I thought it would be... I, I got it... Uh, Printed and, and that, and put it, put one in the library, and uh, Waverley College Library. And I was so disappointed. I, I happened to go into the library one year and just have a look around. Just and I came across my brother's, the book that I wrote on my brother, and and I was, you know, like I felt very upset when I opened it up and found that hadn't been taken out by anyone. <laughs> it really up, really threw me, and and I couldn't understand. But but anyway, that's how it goes. And what about what about your friends? You got some real good friendships and lifelong mateships at oh, Waverley yeah, College. I got, I got what about some of the characters? Yes, oh, uh, well, my brother was the, the, the probably the best character I ever knew. He, he, he was just funny. He was just a funny bloke. You'd uh, mum would feed him uh, apple pie and ice cream for lunch on a Sunday morning, and we'd go up to Waverley Oval and run. And Ed Morris would be running a 440-yard race or something like that, and he'd win the race, all right, but he'd be over the fence <laughs> puking. <laughs> I don't know what. It's terribly funny. Or, or he'd turn up, he'd, he'd turn up to a race, and he's got a le- two left-foot shoes, and, and, and you know, or he'd leave a bloody, uh, he'd leave his pants at home. <laughs> he yep. was a real scream, he wasn't. And when he was running, he'd be yelling out, "Is McKinley there? Is he anywhere? Where's the fi- where's the finishing line?" And th- th- this, is <laughs> yeah, guy, this is the guy. This is the guy who who ran nine point five. 
Downtrump a Park in 1947. Yeah, you know, read 100 yards, yeah? 100 yards, yeah, and four clocks at the same time, yeah. Four clocks, 9.5. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fast. Oh, that's boat ring, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, like... In, in Morrison's time, they had places like Henson Park, uh, Leichhardt Oval, and... and, and uh, Oh, I can't think of many of the others just off at the top of my head. And they were paddocks compared to what the Americans were running on. Ivan, 1948, London Olympics. I know you'd, you'd finished yeah. school and your brother had gone back, but yeah. what was it like you know, for a school? The school captain, Neil Grant, sends off oh, in Morris. a farewell to, 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 to Morris. Brother, yeah. And off he goes, uh, by boat, I'd imagine. Yes. Um, to compete at the Olympics. Imagine the students. Um, you know, I've heard stories of the boarders up at some ungodly hour listening to the radio at the broadcast of that event, the 400-metre final. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I it's a great way to finish off this yeah. interview. And we want to thank you so much for hosting us in your beautiful home here in, in Little Bay and sharing with us um, some of these amazing memories of not just yourself but... You know, your family, your older brother Jack, of course, your twin brother uh, Morris. Morris, and then, uh, you know, even, even you know, some of your great mates that you've mentioned. I'm sure they'll be very pleased to hear this. And, you know, we're a couple of Waverlians ourselves, and I tell you, if I am in your condition at, uh, 87. at at 87 years of age, I'll be absolutely over the moon, and I'd believe in God even more. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan, and Thanks. God bless. Thanks, fellas. It's great. <laughs> Pass the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Craig, what a wealth of knowledge uh, Ivan has you know, across all of those books. There's just fantastic content, especially that one um, dedicated to the history of Waverley College. And you can really see his eyes light up as he, as he, as he talked about it. Yags, I'm going to tell you, I've met some great Waverlyans in the past, and he is up there with the best. It was such an honour to come down to host it at his, uh, his own home. And just the history, the research, the detail he puts into his books. I mean, he's he's gone right into it with... Um, you know, people like Clay Cross, Luke Rickardson, people from our generation and, and their athletic records. And, you know, he's so proud of his family history. And you can just say, I mean, what an amazing family to go through the college with his brother Jack and, you know, music and violin. And, you know, obviously brother Morris, you know, being one of the greatest athletes we've produced. It's amazing. I'm looking forward to coming back to spend more time on uh, athletes like Michael Cleary, uh, James Lynch, the speed skater. I knew nothing about that. Uh, At all. And there's some, this just goes to show this great, rich culture and history. And I've got to tell you one thing I'm looking forward to. Ivan's got his own first 15 story. He just told me off air that uh, he was kicked out of the first 15 because he got injured. And uh, coming closer to football season, we might talk to the likes of him and Owen Finnegan, uh, Luke Ricketts and some, you know, Ryan Cross, some of the great players of the past and compare all their journeys. Excellent. Can't wait. You've been listening to the Wavelength Podcast with our host, Michael Yeager. I'm Craig Markham, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. We want to thank our sponsor, the Waverley College Old Boys Union. Mm-hmm.